Good evening, everybody. It's probably evening for some people, morning for others, whatever part of the day you're in. Hello, hello to you. Um, I just finished a run, and yes, I am walking outside, so if you hear birds chirping, that's because I wanted to do this while I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? Let me go ahead and spill my commentary on some a show that's out, black as fuck. It just hit Netflix, I think, last week. And I binge watched it and I thought it was a cool show. You know, I like, let me, let me preface my statements by saying I like the show from the standpoint of it gave me good visuals. I love clothes. So if you give me some good looks, you know, some of the girls wore some, you know, questionable items, but there were some cute little fashion moments from Kenya Burris, the, uh, the creator writer of the show and the the person who's starring in it he's the he's the dad of the show so he had some cute moments like that were inspirational like i like whoever styled him you know they did a good job his wife rashida jones meh eh, it, it, she she had some ill-fitting moments um for the most part they tried to give her a lot of power slash comfy casual looks that i really wasn't into and then like her hair was styled in ways that, you know, were just kind of wonky to me. But nonetheless, I like the show visually, you know, the beautiful home and all that. But it kind of read like, it kind of read the show's, the show's setting. It was set in their mansion with three cars, more than three, three or more cars. It was very flashy. So it kind of set up like a hip hop video. And, you know, it's like, when are we going to get to the place where black culture doesn't look like, you know, we're painting this big grandiose picture of success based upon popular culture movements? You know, the, the times that, you know, we were showing that we have made it was when we got a big car and a big old home and, you know, a swimming pool in the back. I'm kind of kind of weary of those aesthetics. It's kind of like most of the black people in America we're not, we're either not aspiring to that or it's going to be some time before we get to that. It's not to say that you shouldn't have aspirations and dreams, you know, shoot for the stars, do that. But I am at the place where I'm kind of like, I kind of miss the Jeffersons. I kind of miss the humility of the good times. You know, it's like that's, that's kind of speaking to a broader audience. And even so, it's almost this idea you know, you're subtly saying, in a way, you reach success for real, for real, when you can afford this lavish, famous looking Hollywood lifestyle. And you would be surprised at the amount of people that are going broke to maintain that even on the thousandaire level. You know, you have thousandaires who are out here buying cars that they can't afford, flashing Gucci and Celine sunglasses that they can't afford all because they saw it on Kim Kardashian's feed or you know, some celebrities feed. So they want to live that lifestyle as close as possible, but they're going broke doing that. So those are some of my takeaways. It's kind of like, yes, you know, I'm. Pr and then, and then there was the commentary about, you know, historical context of why we are flashy the way that we are, why we got to be dripping because, you know, slavery, everything had to do with, you know, it, it, and it even said it, it explicitly said every episode was basically, it was tied entitled because of slavery, right? And it's like, okay, so we, we are this way because of slavery. 
we think like this, we move like this, we spin like this because of slavery. And it's, 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 I wish we could speak to the modern day social injustices that are in our faces today. Like I get it, yes, we should have the historical context to ground us as to how far we've come. But if you don't speak to what's happening today, it is as if you're saying in a, in a, in a you know, not direct way. Of course, they're not saying this explicitly, but when you're not saying certain things, it implies that we're not here. Like, where's the black person today? Clearly, most of us are not in multi-million dollar mansions. You know, I get he wants to tell his story and he needed to get that out of his system for some reason or another. You know, I can kind of make a guesstimation and say that perhaps him creating the Netflix show was kind of cathartic in a way, kind of getting some things off his chest that he didn't get off his chest with Blackish. You know, he had some extensive conversations that he wanted to start within this series that he didn't do or couldn't do in mixed-ish and black mixed-ish and blackish. So I get it. You know, as a creator, you have so many things in your mind and so many stories you want to tell. Yeah, you want to tell it. So I get it. But at the same time, like I said, you know, I even liked one of the episodes where it spoke to, you know, if black people are legitimately is it okay to critique black art and black um cinematic work? You know, we, 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 are, we have been fighting for a seat at the table all these years. Now we have the seat at the table. And some of us now are building the table, like your Lena Waits and your Ava, Ava Duvernay. I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing her name right, the director. Your Tyler Perry's. You have these people who now either built the table or they're at the table and they're the big, they're the big dog at the table. But it's like now that we've, we've made these strides, are we as black people... Um, supposed to just support it and champion it because it's black or can we have a space where we can critique it you know without sounding like a hater or being called a crab in the barrel you know no work out there is beyond critique if a movie you put a movie out there I personally don't care who it is you know Tyler Perry we give Tyler Perry a lot of flack you know for his soap opera-ish you know telenovela type movies and work but it speaks to a specific audience and it speaks to an audience that exists obviously so you know even but then when you get that big and that large you almost you almost get this feeling like that person is beyond critique take Beyonce oh my god if you say anything negatively in a critique you can say it in the most and you could possibly be the president of the beehive but if you say anything bad about Beyonce, you will get crucified where you stand. You know, you, it's no, but that's not fair because art is subjective. It reaches people in certain ways, but in the black community, there is this idea that if you critique a black person who has made it, who is doing a wonderful thing, even if they're doing it for the community and they'll say, this is for us and you know, things like that. If you critique it in any way, you will be accused of being a crab in a barrel. And it's like, <laughs> people, like, that's impossible. Like, nobody is beyond critique, especially when it comes to art. Now, if you are doing philanthropic work, you're building a school, or you're giving back, or you're doing things in the community, 
anybody who critiques that in any way is out of pocket because it's like you can't tell people what they can do with their money it's like that came from their heart that came from a a place where they're meeting someone's need but when it comes to you know some um movie that they put out or a, a film or a video or a song or music or body of work a body of albums it touches everyone in different ways like we're now speaking to something that is subjective so it's going to touch people in the way it's going to reach them in the way that it reaches them if it's whack to them it's whack it is what it is but you know in our community you're a crab in a barrel if you <laughs> if you say b's album four the four album was corny because oh, x y and z a thing or whatever you know so that's where we are, brothers and sisters. You know, it's like <sighs> we all passionate about something. We're all putting something out there. Should we support all black-owned businesses? That's your choice. I mean, what is it really going to hurt you to spend $20 on a, a T-shirt, a hoodie, or a sweatshirt to say that you are supporting someone who has a dream? You're supporting someone's dream. Right. And they may not be doing, you know, things the way that you want them to do it. But it's like you are helping a historically mar a group that is historically marginalized, historically kept on the outside, looking in, you know, trying to get ahead, trying to build their generational wealth, trying to recover or overcome years of disenfranchisement. So it's like, what is it? You know, a critique is not taking any, is it taking some money or something out of, you know, someone's pockets in Hollywood? You know, now we're talking about different levels to this support of black owned or black built, black directed things. You know, in your local community, I highly recommend pouring into black business. I highly recommend partnering with them, even if, you know, you become a spokesperson for a day. You know, you share stories in your Instagram, on your social media. That's still support. Someone's going to see that, that they otherwise didn't know about that particular business. So that's support. <sighs> Can you critique them? Yes. Again, again, be it local or on a national level. If it could be your local uh, shoe shoe repair man on a corner in your local place. Or it could be Tyler Perry. Nobody is beyond critique. We all have opinions. We are entitled to our opinions. Now, you know, if you're getting to tearing it down and, you know, we know the difference. Come on, guys. We're smart people. You know the difference between when someone is hating and if someone is making an intelligent, well-thought-out, well-informed, cultural critique. You know, and I think in this time, <clears throat> because you're coming in contact with these directors and these filmmakers, they guap. They got mad money. These people are millionaires. And they're telling these stories. Yes, they came from HBCUs and they come from these. But from the last five, are they living the modern day, you know, disenfranchisement? Are they without? Is there lack? You know, now we're getting into less about racism or the issues with race in these different spaces of America. And now we're getting into the haves and the have nots. A lot of these filmmakers they're not scraping up pennies, doing GoFundMes or doing kickstarts to get their films off the ground. 
you know, they may be at their level, they may feel like they could use some more funding or they could have, you know, uh, a better, better representation in the Oscars or, you know, or at some Sundance festival, but, you know, they, they, at their level, they still have spaces where they feel like they're still not getting access, but it's still a big thing of classism, you know, as well. Like there's, there's so many, it's so multi-layered this, this, you know, when you start talking about excess, basically, you know, we're, the discussion really is under the umbrella of accessibility, right? So years ago, we weren't, we didn't get access because we didn't have, because we were black. Now it's like some people are getting access, they're black and they have the money and they have the backing. And then some are not because they don't have the backing and the funding. You know, so, you know, strive. It's not to say that your dreams, you know, don't matter if you don't have the funds or if you don't have investors. It's just you have to do your research and your due diligence to get there. That, you know, we have the accessibility, everybody, the, the discussion on the table in so many industries of late is diversity and inclusion. So if you have an idea, you have an invention, an invention or something that you're trying to get off the ground. What separates you from the person who actually gets it done is hustle, is drive, is staying the course when you think it's not going to when you when those dark days come, when there's no money coming in or even these day, this day right now, you know, we're all shut in, you know, what do you what is going to be your plan? How are you making plans for when the world does become open to us again? You know, physically, where we're out there, we're moving about the streets. You know, right now you can make a hustle virtually. You can do some things online and digitally in that space, you know. But again, stay in the course and stay in focus and being aware of the commentary of what's on the ground. What are people saying? What are the issues? Why? What, what would it hurt you as a business owner or a dreamer? or a per- You could be an athlete. You could be a student right now. Maybe you're not a person who's into the creative things, but you're an engineer, whatever your um, craft is, you should be aware of what the social issues are, right? Because that's going to be, those are the things that are going to be the thermometer of what drives your business. Like do a temp check. What's going on in the community? Who are the have nots? Who have? Who Who has it? Who has access and who doesn't? These things are important because then that's, I mean, this is your marketing plan right here in a sense. This is part of your marketing plan. It's not the marketing plan, but these are, this is pieces of information that, pieces of information that will inform your marketing plan. You should know these things um, and be, be ready for critique, you know, be ready for some feedback. People are going to get feedback and of course you got to have tough skin or Got to have a sense of your of sense of knowing and believing a strong sense of believing in your business that come what may, no matter what people say, um, they could be very off base about your business. But this is all information. It could very well inform how your how your business, the voice that your business has, your the brand, your brand statements may need a little more clarity. If people are taking and they're critiquing it in a way that you're like, wait, what? That's not how I position my business. Well, maybe you need to go back in the, you know, in the, 
in the war room and draw up some some new plans or tighten it up a little bit. You know, don't don't be discouraged. Just, you know, make some adjustments where needed. <sighs> That's all I have for you guys today. And as a previous business owner, I <laughs> I've been here. I, I I've been there. You know, I've been there where you get feedback and it's like, uh, what? You know, that was a little weird. But it just makes you stronger and makes you better. All feedback is good feedback. It's all about perspective, though, right? That's all I got for you guys today. Y'all be blessed. Be safe. Till next time. Around the way, Brit. Signing off. Peace.